as we talked about this morning, about God providing us a way, especially when we have lost our way. In this world, it, it doesn't take a lot. It can take one traumatic event. Or as we saw this morning with Jamie, one difficult diagnosis and a struggle that that immediately brings to help us quickly lose our way. What made sense yesterday doesn't make sense sometimes today because of the things that have unfolded over the last few hours or the last few days. So we're all susceptible to losing our way. But if I were to ask you, if you were standing in the middle of a forest and there were trees everywhere and you couldn't, like out here, you couldn't turn a little bit and see something that, that looked familiar. It was just trees after tree after tree after tree. And you'd lost your way. What would you love to hear more than anything else? You'd love to hear somebody's voice saying, come this way. Even if you couldn't see them, to just actually hear someone say, come this way. This is the way out. This is the way home. This is the way to help. It's amazing here that the voice is what made so much difference. David came to the battle because he was being obedient to his father, which meant it started because he heard his father. He heard the voice of his father. Out of his willing heart, he, he was obedient to his father, and that obedience led him to blessing, and that obedience led him to great victory. And it has never changed for us as well. We need in any moment, at all moments, to be able to hear the voice of God and find our way. So I shared with you this morning that it, it was just so difficult in the time we were allowed to actually talk about how to hear the voice of God. And, and you have heard me speak on this probably multiple times. But again, as difficult as it is to teach, it's one that is necessary to, to teach often. So I want us to go, just to begin with Matthew chapter 13, verse 9. Jesus says in that chapter, in this verse, verse 9, Who hath ears to hear, let him hear. And the disciples came and said unto him, Why speakest thou unto them in parables? And he answered and said unto them, Because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. But to them it is not given. So we get this connection here, that if we're going to know the mysteries of heaven, we have to have ears to hear. And this isn't the only place that creates that connection. Now I would think, for each one of us as believers, now being kingdom citizens, that we would like to know what are the keys to the kingdom. What is it that we need to know, according to later in Matthew, so that we can loose those things on earth that are loose in heaven, and bind those things on earth that are bound in heaven? We need to be able to hear. So why would God go to this trouble? Why would he be so specific in this teaching that, we, that if he didn't expect us to be able to hear? It, it is interesting for us as to why we have come to this point in our Christian life. I'm 61 years old and have only really heard teaching of hearing the voice of God for about the last 15 years. So the biggest part, the majority of my Christian life I didn't believe, and matter of fact, I was taught that, that God doesn't speak and that you don't hear his voice. It was quite a shock to experience something different than what I had been taught when I knew for certain that I had just heard the voice of God. I can tell you it was a very strange moment. I go back to it often. I share it in my testimony because I, I, I can remember so well I was sitting at Burger King and heard a young man's name. 
pulled up another space, and, and, he, and he spoke an amount of money. So I went to the bank and got this money and brought it back to sundown, found this young man and gave it to him. And I told him, I said, this isn't generosity, it's obedience. I told him, I was sitting at Burger King, heard your name, went to the bank in obedience, and I'm here in obedience. And he was crying by that time. And he said, I, he said, my wife is pregnant. She needs help so badly. I was crying out to God this morning. God, I need help. And I said, all I can tell you is he heard you. Here is his answer. Suddenly there was an experience that was built against everything that I had been taught. I couldn't deny the experience. Couldn't do it. I couldn't, I couldn't go back. And, and I couldn't find a way to dismiss it. And then I realized after that moment how many times God had spoken to me. How many times that it was more than just a hint or a thought at something that God was actually speaking. All the way back to when I was 20 years old. I know now, it told me that I would be a pastor. Things I couldn't process because I was dismissing it all. And suddenly here was this experience I couldn't deny. And I realized how many times God had spoken to me over the years. How real this voice was, even when I had been trying to deny it. We ask ourselves, why do we have trouble here? Why is it difficult to hear the voice of God? One, it's because, as I said, we've never been told that he speaks. And for many, we've been told that he intentionally doesn't speak. In the book of Acts, everything was said that he wanted to say. And from that point forward, he has been silent. When you say it, it sounds strange. That after that point that God would have nothing else to say to us. That basically he had wound up the clock and set it all in motion and was waiting now for it to run down. Having nothing else to do with the creation. And it's like, that, that cannot be true. We've never been taught how to hear. That's a greater and, and more significant problem. We also know that we, we live lives very often where we're not listening. The removal of the reality of the Holy Spirit. In this intimate relationship is removing the source of that voice that speaks to us. Our refusal to accept the Holy Spirit causes us not to have the spiritual ears that we're supposed to have. Max's mom came up to me after church this morning. She said, I don't know what has just happened. But she said, I'm supposed to share something with someone named Cynthia. And I said, well, she was sitting right there. And just tears came to rise because she didn't know that. But she had very specific words of encouragement for someone named Cynthia. You know who was sitting there? Cynthia. That's her name. That's Susie's name, Cynthia. Yeah, she was sitting right there. So we are taught specifically. And again, we shouldn't be surprised. It's in scripture after scripture. A couple from Isaiah, Isaiah 28, 23. Give you ear and, and hear my voice. Hearken and hear my speech. Isaiah 30, 21. And thine ear shall hear a word behind thee saying, this is the way. Walk you in it. When you turn to the right hand and when you turn to the left, hear my voice and you'll find the way. So for all the reasons that we don't believe you can, we need to be assured that we can and that we must. And not hearing has become very acceptable and even the expectation of the Christian life. We can't do that. I'm going to talk about five ways that God speaks. Stood at uh, Janie's car door probably two years ago now as she shared a very, very specific vision that she had seen. And recognizing that there was no way for her to come to that picture except God gave her a vision. So the first thing that I, one of the ways that God speaks to us is in dreams and in visions. When you have a dream that is of God, it will have weight to it. It will have a, 
not a heaviness, but a reality to it that you just really can't shake. So when you have those dreams, please don't ignore them. My encouragement when you have them, dreams or visions, either one, when you have them, as quickly as you can, write down what you saw, what was in the dream. If we try to trust our memory, we create a story. We fill in the gaps. And what you need to capture is people who were there, colors, smells, sights, if mountain, trees, whatever you happen to see. Because God may not be creating a story. He may be creating a snapshot or a picture. But each one of those things is telling. So when you, when you have the dream or you have a vision, capture it so that your mind doesn't try to do something else with it. Doesn't try to make it logical or reasonable. Before we pray for Jamie, Bev was up here and she has shared some remarkable things with me over the years, and especially things that are personal to me that God would have her hear that were just designed to be spoken to me for encouragement. I don't mind sharing you this morning what she says. The picture that she saw was, first of all, that God, in the giving of the message of a thousand miracles, she said he's not just pleased, his heart is overflowing. Uh, that this will be a year of a thousand miracles. And she said, but saw you standing in a forest. And she said it was, it was trees, but she said these trees had huge leaves on them. And she said, the promise of God to you is that you will experience many more than a thousand miracles in your life this year. And said you'll be able to hear them coming like rain falling on those big leaves. And that's a very familiar sound. We know what it sounds like. But she said you'll be able to hear them. You'll hear them coming like the raindrops on the leaves. But God has in store for many more than a thousand miracles. That is a word of knowledge or a word of prophecy that can be only spoken because something is seen or something is heard. And no purpose for anyone else except to bring encouragement to me. And I want to tell you, when we encourage each other, it's meaningful. But when God does it, it's staggering. Because suddenly it removes the doubt that you, were, that you had yesterday or the uncertainty that you had this morning. When that word of God is spoken to each other like this, it's amazing how much uncertainty and confusion it erases when you hear the voice of God say, I'm well pleased, and the blessings will come like rain on those leaves. I know there are many testimonies on that. A third way, he uses our body to physically cause us to know that he just spoke. How does that work? How does that happen? Anybody ever have that occur? He uses our body to physically cause us to know that he just spoke. That's what I'm talking about. When God speaks and he uses a physical manifestation to bring us into the certainty that he just spoke so that we don't dismiss it, so that we don't miss it when he speaks like that. Had it not been for the heat, it it could have been dismissed as something else. He uses goosebumps a lot. I mean, when somebody says something and you realize there's gravity in it and he creates that sensation and you know that there was something more than just words being spoken, that there was truth being released. Again, I'm hoping that when you hear these, you'll realize, hey, something happened to me that I didn't even realize I've dismissed and didn't know it was God. Because as difficult as this is to teach, once you've experienced it, I don't have to teach anymore. That's just the way it works, because it's not something I can intelligently tell you about. I can expose you to it, but when you hear these testimonies and you say, that happened to me, I was sitting teaching at, uh, in, the, in the fellowship hall at Ropesville on Wednesday night when I was their interim pastor. And uh, I, was, I can't even remember what I was teaching, but Donnie Jonas, who used to be an electrician for Amico, was in there. And 
immediately when I finished, he came up and he showed me a scripture and he said, is that what this means? And I said, who told you that? I said, how did you know that? And he said, I don't know. I said, I think God told me. And it was so exciting because from that point on, I never had to tell him again how God spoke. There was an awakening to it and a readiness for it. And he realized that God had just done something above what his mind could capture. The fourth way, he uses my soul to make my mind and my emotions recognize the uniqueness of truth when I heard it. So making a shorter version of that. When someone speaks, a pastor or a teacher or a friend or someone just randomly on the radio, and they say something and God quickens it. He, he, he makes it take on weight in my mind or gravity in my heart. And I know that I just heard something that was bigger than words spoken. The truth had just been revealed. When something was taught and all of a sudden it exploded so that there was a reality to it that said this is more than words on paper. This has now been truth revealed. It's like God took that phrase and just put a parenthesis around it and said this belongs to you. The last one. And this is the one, again, where God speaks to me the most often. In my mind's eye and in the awareness of thought brought by a voice that couldn't be heard. I'll read it again and then we can, I'll explain it. In my mind's eye, where I can see what the short vision, and in the awareness of my thought brought by a voice, delivered to me by a voice that I couldn't hear. So I've been intrigued by this. I'm going to explain something that's a little bit too ludicrous to believe, but I want us to kind of get it mechanically. We know what's happening here because we have been in science class and we've, we understand that from my mouth, from my tongue, and from my vocal cords, I'm creating a vibration that travels across this space and enters your ear and makes that little mechanism inside your ear vibrate. And somewhere in that vibration, I, at least for me, in the mystery of God, that sound turns into thought in your head. So my voice becomes intelligent to you so that it can be processed and considered. Now, I know that's a very elementary picture of sound waves moving, captured inside our ear, and it turns into thought, even if it's a sound other than a voice. You know, Jan and I were in bed last night, and uh, suddenly I hear these footsteps. It's like, this was odd. And then I realized we had probably more than one fox on our roof. They like it up there. But that sound traveled as a vibration, entered my ear, but it had to become intelligent to me. So what if, in, in the mechanics of this, what if a voice that we couldn't hear could actually create a vibration that would enter our ear and still be transferred into thought? We didn't hear the voice. Now, I'm not saying that God does that, but this, again, that's the strange part, and I'm not sure that he does or that he doesn't. But I wouldn't be surprised at all if God, in the way that he designed us, was designed to actually pick up that sound wave from his voice that was not spoken, where we could hear it, but the vibration still came to our ear, and, we, and something enters into our mind intelligently that we realize, I don't know where that came from. Again, the number one way that God speaks to me is in these random thoughts that I realized that it was not in my thought process. It was not where my mind was going. It was not what I, what I was even considering. And all of a sudden, there's a thought that enters, and I realized that, that God spoke it. It entered my ear as something I could hear, and, he, and it 
by that normal process turns into an intelligent thought, but it's so random, I realized it did not come from me. It wasn't the natural workings of my mind or my memory or recall. It was actually something introduced to me that I had never heard before, and it had to be the voice of God. And my life drastically changed when I quit dismissing those random thoughts. When I began to consider that, that, and I would be shocked if anybody in here could say, I haven't ever had a random thought. We all have. The first thing we want to do is take it into our soul and process it. We have to keep in mind that things in the spirit will always be offended in the soul. A soul will always be offended by things delivered in the spirit. And if it ever gets there, it's pretty unusual because normally we talk ourselves out of it. So he speaks. Sometimes by the voices of others, and it resonates in us, and we can recognize that's truth for me. Sometimes through random thoughts, sometimes in dreams and visions. Please anticipate. Please know that we were designed to hear. We were designed to hear so that we could obey, so that by that obedience we could see the victory and find the blessing. The plan has never changed. Lord, we thank you tonight for this opportunity to just hear, Lord, how this has actually been demonstrated to bring encouragement and expectation that you have a desire to speak, that you have a desire to speak to us, and that by the obedience to that voice, victory will come, opportunity will come, and the blessings will be ours. Thank you, Lord, for the teaching of the day, for each one of us, in Jesus' name, amen.